Listen to this. Sakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Sakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey everybody, Brad Evans here on this week's edition of Side by Side with Keeley, of course, but a special someone is not here at this time. Steve Zakawani is, I don't know, he's MIA. Illness. Illness. It's actually his wife is feeling sick and he's taking care of her, so. um, Sweet guy. Yeah, seriously. All the other husbands out there, take note because that's called dedication. Take note from Steve Zakawani. That's what we're pitching right now? Okay, uh, let's get right into this. So, U.S. men's national team roster, um, obviously, maybe a surprise to to a lot of people. And we have been talking about this on the podcast for a long time about who, who was going to make this roster from 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 the Sounders. Uh, Christian, I think, had been on the bubble for for quite a long time, and it's funny how things change so fast. True. Um, not the way that the Sounders wanted to finish the season. It's not even a playoff team, and we have two players going to the World Cup now. And I, if you looked. At any team throughout this whole process, if you would have said we're still going to have two players on, on the U.S. men's national team's r- roster um, without making the playoffs, I think we would have said that was a failure of a season for the Sounders, but obviously a win for these two guys personally. And it's funny how soccer can be that way, right? True, On a true. losing team, we still have two players that are going um, to the World Cup, which is amazing. And I think it still speaks to the potential of this Sounders team overall, right? That this year really was a fluke. Um, If you're talking about a coach that still sees potential in guys that maybe didn't have the best season but can still make an impact uh, on this U.S. men's national team roster, I think it bodes well for the Sounders moving forward as well. Um, And so, yeah, so we've got Christian and we've got Jordan. We think that Jordan was pretty much a lock this whole time. I mean, he's got the intangibles, the speed. He's been in the mix for a long time. Christian as well. Um, but kind of was on the fringe and, and out of the mix for a while. Uh, and his, I think, inclusion was a, was a bit of a, a surprise to, to a lot of people. Um, I wasn't that surprised. What you no, I was you not surprised, surprised at all. Um, he's a locker room guy, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're, I mean, you know better than anyone, but when you're getting down towards the end of the roster, like the 25th, 26th guy, at a certain point, he's got the versatility. He can come in at right back, left back. He can come in at pretty much anywhere. And he's a locker room guy that's going to give you a lot, you know, of the intangibles like you talked about. Yeah, and I'll always reflect on my time with the national team and being, uh, you know, that run up to 2014 and thinking that you were going to be included. And, and I liken my role with the national team as it was for Christian. In fact, I think, it, you know, I, I probably played way more games than he did at the time, consistency uh, throughout World Cup qualifiers as a right back. So I thought I was included for sure. And so it's, I think we're kind of in similar roles that we're both very versatile and we are that locker room guy. And maybe this coach has learned a little bit more than what Jurgen had in mind with not including me. I was coming off an injury as well, so I was, wasn't as fit as I should be. But if you're looking at, you know, that roster, you had Julian Green on the roster and then you had, you know, as a 19-year-old who was like the young player at the time. And then you had a guy like Mix Disgrude who both of those guys really only play one position. And if you're looking to fill out a whole roster, right, you want guys that, if they're not going to be starters in one position, you want guys that could come in and play in different formations in any position. And that is that player. So I think Greg tactically is, is obviously a, a better tactician than Jurgen probably was. Um, I thought Jurgen was a great motivator. Um, I think Greg is too, but the soccer brain, I think, is there for Greg. And he gets it. 
he gets it. And I think the guys will be stoked for Christian because he's that guy that's going to rally troops. He's no longer that young guy that's in the mix just trying to learn from the older guys. He's got... He's been captain of this team on a number of occasions, so he's got that under his belt. He knows how to lead a group, uh, and when things aren't going well, he might be that guy that you stick in that can be a difference maker. Well, and we only have one player with World Cup experience on this roster, DeAndre Edlin, the only one. So, again, there's no, not really a veteran presence, and not to say Christian Roldan is a veteran of the U.S. men's national team, but I guess he kind of is. It's also the second youngest roster we've had since 1994. Yeah, which, which is, is incredible. So I think, what was it? Was Chris Henderson on that roster at 1994 at that time? I think so. The Sounders have a kind of a rich in Seattle, too, in, in Washington, a rich tradition. I actually did see something that I think it's Ethan Horvath is from Colorado. That was the first player representing Colorado on a World Cup roster, which I thought was really, really crazy. Yeah, I think I saw that stat, which is kind of bizarre. So <clears throat> this is the... Second time now that we've had two players uh, from our team in a World Cup, right? Clint and DeAndre uh, in, in 2014, and now Jordan and Christian, which is, is awesome. And I think Christian makes this roster because of its bigger size. Yeah. Right, we've got a couple more players on each team, which is, I mean, it's great. Any, any way that you can get on that plane, is, it's the best feeling. Um, you know, when I made the under-20 national team, that was like a momentous occasion. And I'll still remember Ziggy was a head coach. Uh, you had Peter Vermees, uh, you had Mike Lapper, uh, and then you had a couple other assistant coaches who are now you know, in the mix for Major League Soccer, are still involved. But at that time, I remember the decision came at Home Depot. We had been training there for a long time, and Ziggy told the assistant coaches, hey, I'm going to choose, um, I think it was whatever at the time, like 20 of the 23 and then each assistant coach got to choose a player that they thought should make the roster, which I thought was really cool. And uh, we all sat down like a little powwow, and they brought me over. And, uh, you know, they were like, hey, you're going to make the roster. And it was specifically Peter Vermees that told me that. And so come to find out that Peter was uh, the one that chose me to make that roster, which everything kind of comes full circle. I end up playing yep. in Kansas City, and we have a great conversation there about, you know, just that time and memories. And uh, sometimes these things come full circle. So at some point... You know, maybe there was a conversation to be had, and Christian may not have been um, Greg's pick. It may have been, um, you know, someone else on that coaching staff that was like, hey, if I take someone, I would take him. Um, Isn't that like what life is about? You just need an advocate sometimes? You totally. really do. I think, uh, yeah, we always need someone in our corner. All these guys have had people in their corner from day one. That's why they're at this level. But to get on that plane, yes, I think that Greg isn't the only one making these decisions. He's a team first guy, and he understands who and why they're making those decisions, to hear about the goalkeeper decisions specifically. I'm so excited for Sean to be on this roster. Um, but leaving out Zach Steffen of... And this is the this is the debate between... Yeah, let's go through the rest of the roster now that we've sort of talked about our Seattle sure, guys. Sure, let's start, start with, with the goalkeepers. goalkeepers. Okay? And, and I think that, you know, look, looking at this roster for goalkeepers, it's, it's pretty stacked. Um, I think that Turner is obviously deserving. Uh, Horvath as well, and I think Sean John is... A guy who just shows up every single day, and he's a great locker room guy. He and is, that's what you want for your third yeah, goalkeeper. He is, he's not the guy who's going to go and put his head down and wallow. He's going to come out and work every single day. And so I think that there's a dynamic issue of having Zach there and Matt and Ethan, and I think that Sean just fits with that group in particular very, very well. And this goes back to the debate of, do you go to Europe to make a World Cup roster? Okay, well, you make a huge move to Man City, you don't catch on, and now you find yourself at a lower league club and still fighting, you're injured, and 
is it better to stay in Major League Soccer and play with New York City FC as, uh, as a player like Sean John and build and just be consistent? MLS is a good league. There's no doubt about it. If you talk to any of these goalies, they'll tell you the same thing, um, that MLS is a good league, and it's proof in the pudding here that Sean makes this roster. So I'm excited for him. It doesn't always mean that going you know, overseas guarantees you a spot to make, to, to make it into a I World Cup. I think that's a great point, and I think that you know, the thing that gets lost is if you're playing in MLS and you're you know, a guy like Sean Johnson, Matt Turner, you're playing every game. Well, Matt Turner's not in MLS anymore. He was not with the New England Revolution. Yeah. Dude, that guy didn't start playing soccer until he was 16. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, it's incredible. He thought his career was over, and he was taking improv comedy classes in Boston. Yep, and that's, I mean, that's Steve Hauschka, too. Like, sometimes, I think in specialty positions, yep. you can do that, right? Totally. A goalkeeper position, you could do it. A kicker in football, I think you can do it. If you're a field player starting in high school, I would love to see if anyone had actually started at that time. The fitness, yeah, dude. I, I, I think these goalkeepers are great. I mean, you look at third goalkeepers from the past, whether it's Marcus um, you look at Brad Guzan at some point. Um, all, all these guys have been great locker room guys. I mean, they're they're awesome, awesome dudes that you would want to talk Marcus with every single man. day, right? Marcus, Brad, like all the these man. guys are just great guys. And so maybe it was an attitude thing. I don't know. It, it very well could have been, right? True. All right, fullbacks. Let's move on to fullbacks. Where uh, starting with DeAndre Yedlin, the only one on this roster with uh, World Cup experience. Yeah, which is. I mean, it's pretty cool, right? It's awesome. If you look back, uh, 2014. And he was a surprise back in 2014. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a late, a late pick. Um, you know, but he was, he was the other player that was looking to jump to Europe to really make a splash and see what he could do at the next level. And he proved it for quite a while in Europe. And then, you know, another player that inner Miami, very average team the past couple of years, but he was a mainstay and I think propelled them to a, to a, a better year this year. And, and he led that team as a captain. Um, yeah, if you go through it, these these uh, outside backs specifically, I mean, Serginho, Yedlin, um, you know, Anthony Robinson, I think these guys are all great athletes, and I think that they'll do the job. Uh, but again, it's a young roster. Uh, these are all guys that have kind of bounced around a little bit. And, you know, uh, I think Anthony's done well, and, and Tim especially, um, at Fulham, love to see Tim Ream on I there. I was just going to say, like, moving on to center backs, how excited guy, are we about right? Tim Ream? 35 years old. Yeah, so good to see. Um, and then Aaron Long, another guy who was here in Seattle who did his time with S2, much like Nuhu. And, you know, both of those guys were playing at the same time and, and built up to, you know, ultimately making a World Cup squad, which is amazing to see. I think, I, I don't know who's going to start out of this group, actually. And I think that will be determined... Um, you know, in obviously in the next couple of weeks, but um, yeah, we don't really know who our starting center back pairing is going to be, really. Yeah, I mean, you would think, you know, with Tim's experience this year, especially playing in the Premier League, I mean, he sees these guys on a regular basis, and he knows if that's how Greg wants to play, um, if he fits into how Greg wants to play, I, I, I see Tim starting. Uh, I think I think he's still athletic enough, and if you pair him with somebody that's athletic, that's okay. That was like when Chad and I played, right? I'm not the most athletic. Chad's incredibly athletic. Let him clean up everything in the back and all fight for everything in front. And sometimes it might be an odd pairing that ends up working, right? In Columbus, it was Chad and Danny O'Rourke. Danny O'Rourke was not a center back. He was a defensive midfielder that was put there because he would cover for Chad, actually. So you just got to find the right pairing. I mean, it's been Aaron Long and, and Walker for quite a while. Um, DeAndre and, and Serginho, that might be the back four. But Anthony's had a, a good season at, at Fulham, and, and so has Tim. You know, Joe um, has done well at Borussia Mönchengladbach. So a lot of guys with a lot of experience. 
Um, it's interesting to see the effect that since we got Wales and England in the first in that group stage, yeah, how that changed how the, that roster. Changed the yeah, roster. Yeah. Because Tim Ream was kind of seemingly out of it. Right. And Josh Sargent, I mean, when we moved down to the strikers, one of the big reasons Greg said he picked him was because he's yeah. been in the championship yeah. and he was playing the Premier League he before. He knows how to battle. These games are going to be battles, and that's the bottom line. So you, you, you start to cruise into the midfield, and I think that this is, you know, I don't know what Paul Ariola's situation is. I mean, he didn't say anything about being injured, but I heard rumblings that he was injured in that camp. Um, I, I don't know if that's the truth. If it is the truth, I, you know, I mean, these, these guys are good. I mean, these seven guys are, are, are really good players, and they're going to have to lead from, from example. I think uh, Luca has come off an injury and, and has been okay. Um, I just don't know about this midfield. It's, it's, yeah. it's very young to me. I mean, Aronson and, and Tyler performing incredibly well at Leeds, and, and McKinney has performed well, but Juventus hasn't been that good. So I don't know what the combination here. I don't know if it's going to be a 4-3-3 or, or how Greg decides to set up. But, you know, if it's the three of Aronson, Tyler, and, and McKinney, it can be effective, I think. I mean, these guys are, are playing with world-class players week in, week out. So there's no excuse at that point. My thought about this roster has been the same, you know, as of 6 to 12 months ago. I just think it's so young. Yes. And at the end of the day, I think we're playing for the next World Cup cycle in, in the U.S. and getting this group some experience together, and that's okay. Um, these guys are going to have to learn because they're going to play against a bunch of men pretty soon that are going to want to cut your head off and show that, um, yeah, you play in the Premier League, but this is the World Cup, and it's a, it's a different level. So we'll see how they show up. Um, and then Christian and, and Kellen making that, filling out kind of that um, midfield role there. Thoughts on Paul Ariola sort of being missing out? I think he's yeah. been kind of banged up a little bit. I don't know. That's the word on the street, but I don't know if it's true or not. If it's not true, I'm really surprised that he's not in the mix. Um, but Greg, two weeks out, you have to have guys that are going to be ex- ready to go and fit. Yes. Um, and so this is where, you know, the forwards, do you need seven forwards on a roster? I'd rather probably see Ariola than Haji in the, in the mix here. Um, I think you'd be fine with with six forwards heading into this World Cup cycle. So, um, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I think Gio's a, a sure play right now. Maybe it's Gio, Christian, and Jesus. Um, that's how I kind of see it playing out. But if you're going to get physical, you have to put Josh up there. Uh, you got to have a big body to, to to bounce around. Yeah, I imagine again, like we talked about how he played in the Premier League and the Championship. Like it, it just feels like matchup wise, it kind of lined up for him really well. Yeah, and Gio's back. I mean, he scored a penalty last weekend. Yes, he and did. So he, he seems to be healthy and back in the mix. So that's, I mean, he's actually a big kid. Like, I don't think people realize how big he is. And um, he's not the fastest, but he can be effective. He plays in Germany week in, week out. So I think if you look up and down the roster, you're, you're, you have guys that play in top leagues in the world that are doing it on a consistent basis. So there's no excuse to say, oh, we didn't know the speed of player. We didn't expect that they were going to play this fast or this physical. Um, I think Aronson and Tyler probably have that bite that are going to get us through matches. And, you know, sometimes in, in, in a game against England or, or Wales, you're going to have to come out and just smash someone from, from minute one and set the tone. And those two guys are not afraid to get into challenges. That's why I love to see them uh, on this roster. And they'll be starting for sure. And then Jordan rounds out the forwards. Um, I think he might get a little bit of time. We'll see how the first couple group games go. I don't see him starting in any games, but coming on as a sub and 
is there a better player to have on your roster if you've got guys in the midfield that are just going to drop balls in behind? Exactly. That's speedy. can just, like, run behind defenses. That's just, like, an added weapon, especially late in a game if, you know, you're chasing a goal. He's a great weapon. I remember going to my under-20s, and I didn't really understand. I mean, I was still in college, and we went to the World Cup. And now looking back on that, you know, first game, I was on the bench, and I, I didn't know anything about soccer at the time. Like, I wasn't watching international soccer. I was, you know, I watched Champions League Final 2005 because Liverpool was To be fair, it I, was hard to find that yeah. stuff on TV back then. Very and, I, and, and I love watching, you know, Liverpool play, but I think uh, the thought of what I, looking back on it now and thinking, I don't think that, what I'm trying to say is I don't think Jordan is a real student of the game, um, kind of in the same place that I probably was at a young age. Looking back on it now in that game against Argentina, it was Messi, Gago, Zabaleta, you know, players that went on to play at the biggest teams in the world and, and multiple World Cups. And the matter of the fact is every scout and every team in the entire world is, is watching this right now. And so for Jordan, is it in his mind that, hey, if I get on and make an impact, it might be a springboard to the next level? Because if I'm a scout at any team saying, okay, he's playing against England, he's playing against Wales, yeah, he's had two ACLs, but holy shit, look at, look at the speed. Look at the ability to change a game with 10 minutes left on a clock or come in in overtime and work for 30 minutes and have that power and presence. Um, so I think in Jordan's mind, he's probably still thinking, hey, I might still be able to make that jump and play for a couple more years at a championship team or, or you know, a mid-table team in England. Because um, if you're able to do it with Adams and Aronson in a game, that shows me as a, as a scout or somewhere overseas that I could, he can still do it. I think he has a huge opportunity. I think it's been great. I mean, listen, I love that he's on the Sounders. It's awesome. His home, you know, hometown kid gets to play for his hometown team. But it's sort of an opportunity to take him out of a perceived comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, can he perform on literally the biggest stage in the entire world? Yeah. I mean, the opportunity is there. You just have to take it. And sometimes it's not up to you. Sometimes it's Greg's decision and the coach to not play you. And there'll be guys on this roster who won't play a minute. That's the bottom line. Um, I think every player played except for Brad Davis at the last World Cup, or 2014. Yeah, because Wondolowski came in in the Belgium game. And Mix, Mix played a little bit too, so... Um, reality is, yeah, you've got, <laughs> you have this dream scenario, but you, may, you might not play a minute. It's so true. That's kind of how it goes. So that, that's our World Cup roster. Predictions, I, I don't enjoy doing predictions, but, you know, I think as we build up to this, I will never count out the U.S. in a major tournament. Even if I'm looking at the roster as, as a young roster and the opponent that's coming up, I don't fear any of these opponents. Um, historically speaking, the U.S. has done okay in, in, in World Cups when we, you know, we've advanced a handful of times. I don't think we'll make it to a semifinal, quarterfinal, but I think this group has the, the opportunity to, to advance. But you cannot look, you cannot overlook any of these teams. No. Um, it's, it's one game at a time, and it's do or die, and you run for every single ball like your, your life depends on it. Because you cannot leave on that plane saying, what if? Um, you may never get another chance. So, 21st. 21st is the first one. USA-Wales, Monday, November 21st. Then we play England on the 25th, and then Iran on the 29th. I mean, we're playing England the day after Thanksgiving. It's just 
perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, this this Fox town, is probably so stoked about that. Yeah, this town is going to go nuts. The ratings are going to go through the roof. Um, three of the youngest players on a U.S. men's national team World Cup roster are on this roster. Um, all uh, Joe Scally's only 19. I mean, he's about to turn 20. Musa um, is again about to turn 20. Uh, and then you have Gio Reyna, 20 years old, just turned 20, which is which is pretty cool. Um, you know, the last time the youngest was Julian Green in 2014. So, and then you've got Chris Henderson on that list as well. Back in back in the day, Chris uh, Henderson, the 1990 World Cup. So, um, it's it's a young young group. Uh, expectations will always be high. Whenever you wear that jersey, it's it's unlike anything else because um, you never get used to it. You get used to wearing a Sounders jersey, right, week in week out. But these are so few and far between that you just never get used to it. And it's, it's just an amazing feeling. And I can't even imagine listening to, you know, our national anthem at a World Cup would be, um, that's something really special. No matter how you feel about what's going on in the temperature, for these guys to put on that jersey is, uh, is incredibly special. And, you know, I wish them nothing but the best. And I can't wait to watch these games. Yeah, we're so excited. And just a reminder for Sounders fans, they'll be holding viewing parties at the Armory on the 21st, 25th, and 29th. So make sure to head over there. It'll be a lot of fun, a lot of different, you know, Sounders events, et cetera. And we can really root on both Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris. And New Who. And New Who. Thank you. New Who. Mr. Cameroon himself. Although that wasn't a surprise. We, we kind of... We were excited for him he, already. He, he was a mainstay and has continued to be a mainstay. But that's another guy who, it'll be interesting to see if, if he starts um, and plays well, he's gone. Let's just, no qualms. I don't think anyone would be upset either. I think, well, I think fans would be upset because you're losing a, a quality player and, and a guy who has, you know, worn the badge proudly and started at S2 and moved up. But if he was to, you know, get bought and, and has a very good World Cup, there has to be a team out there that hasn't seen him yet that will, within one game, will say, we're going to take a chance on him. Dude, he's playing against Switzerland and Brazil. So, you yeah. know, I mean, that's yeah. incredible. If you have an average game against Brazil. I know, you seriously. Like, you feel like the best player <laughs> in the world. I mean, when we played Argentina in our first game in the under-20s, we won one nothing. But our only international player at that time was Quentin Westberg, who played in France. Everyone else was a college player. And now if you look at all these guys at 19, 19, 20, 20, right? These are I all know. guys that should be in college that are now representing the U.S. at the World Cup. And to even get a – we got crushed by Argentina, but won one nothing. And just to even come into the locker room, everyone's face was like, oh, my God. You felt like kings of the world. And I'm sure even if we had lost 3 nothing and Messi scored three goals, you'd be like, oh, we had a good game. You know, one, it's one of those occasions for Nuhu that's going to be – just incredible to even think about, and I hope I hope he gets to start. Oh, I, I see it. I totally see it. So congratulations to all the guys. Steve Zaccone will obviously be back next week. He'll actually be in Qatar for a couple weeks, too. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some on-the-ground uh, reporting. Inside from look. Inside look. Um, but, yeah, join us next week. Perfect. Thank you. We'll see you guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and if you have any questions, just always hit us up on Twitter because we, uh, I deleted we want my to hear Twitter. what you have to say. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter because I want to hear what you have to say. So thanks for tuning in. It's been Side by Side, Brad and Keeley. Steve's off in Never Never Land, and we'll talk to you guys next week.